1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: I just decided that I was not going to do my column anymore, Football Morning in America. I've been doing it online now for 27 years, and I just felt like It was probably time to step away from that. And quite honestly, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't have any plans. Nobody is talking to me about a job. I mean, at some point, I'll think about it, but I think I'm just going to get bored for a little while.
1: Peter King, former regular guest of ours. He would have been on weekly during the season before I got here.
0: Oh yeah, he he goes back with with Chuck quite a, quite a while. Uh, okay. Uh that was a staple and then we kept it for I don't know when that went away, but when he ascended to to NBC TV status, I think um uh, eventually we got uh we got left behind. But he was with us for a few years. We did remember the event we did yes. here in town. He came in and we sold tickets and that was uh, we did that with John Clayton once too, I remember. Um that's where where peter made the the he, winnipeg <laughs> Winni- Winni- winnipeg winnipeg uh, do you remember why? i don't. what was the point? i
1: i i don't. i he, he was tell he was beginning his commentary talking just i mean completely very flattering to us way, way more than was called for. Uh, but remember how he said, "I want to tell you a few words about Shope and the dog" like this. <laughs> He's got a room of 100 people or more, I don't know. You're like, "Oh my god." But is it some you know, so maybe he was in Winnipeg, or I don't. Something like that. I don't something remember like why it came up.
0: Yeah, something like that. Well, anyway, I had an all-time great. I mean, yeah. just a, a, a giant in our business. Um, and I mean that that has been. I'll find something else to read on Monday mornings, but that, has like, that is uh, have been a go-to for maybe the entirety of his run. Uh, you know, after a football weekend. Uh, checking out what he has. I mean, it's just a a tomb every week. It was really, really well done. And his access was, you know, no one had better access than him. So uh, really a lot lot of great writing over the years.
1: I also had a meal with him in San Diego. All right. When I went to the Super Bowl that year, I think it was in San Diego or New Orleans. One of those. it's It's not like I'm just name dropping and stuff. But Steve Tasker and I were together and he knew Peter. And Peter, I think, was a strong advocate of Tasker for the Hall of Fame, and that's most of what we talked about. Not Steve's candidacy, but other people like who would get in. Mm-hmm. And I, I mostly just listened because I had just I was just meeting him, and like who am I, right? So um, that's a fond memory too. A couple other famous people came over, recognized him, just sitting in this like this cafeteria or something. Uh, pretty good. Coming up from Indianapolis, Sean McDermott. We don't know when, right? You guys didn't talk and not tell me. We don't know when. <laughs> no,
0: we don't know. We don't I was know out when. of the room for Some, a few
1: minutes. Sometime soon, we think. Is there anything we're listening for? Because, you know, you, you don't have to hear me tell you why I'm asking. We've gone back a, a bunch of times to his press conference after the season was over. And I'm just not putting anything into it. I mean, throw to win. I'm just not putting anything into it. And you've challenged me on that because, well, didn't they kind of do that? And then they stopped, you know. That's really maybe the most interesting thing about next year right now is what kind of philosophy they they want to have. And you and I disagree on what we think it is. So, I don't know, like, it'd be nice if you knew he was telling you for real at these things, but you don't. Right. And so is he saying it because I, I said this. He knows it's what you want to hear after the season's over because they went so hard into the running game and lost again, and um, you, you would want to question that. And I guess we'll just find out eventually in time, not today, but right. in in the fall, uh, yeah, that's what right. they want or, to be. Or
0: like we said during the first hour of the show today, it's possible that what what they do, how they handle – free agency and and maybe even the draft lends itself some clue. Like if they, if they went for a big name running back to compliment James cook, then I think that would be a pretty solid clue. Uh, You know, now the inverse of that is not absolutely, you know, irrefutably true, uh, I mean, none of this is irrefutably true, it's my opinion, but like if they, they they could still be run heavy, they were run heavy with Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson uh, complimenting James Cook. So, they could still do that if they want to, but I feel like the body of work that they have put out, going back to Brian Dayball, right through Dorsey and into Joe Brady is more... I think it's more encouraging that And and it makes me want to trust what they said about passing to win and explosive plays and getting more help for digs. It leans into the notion that they realized, as constituted last year, they were going to have a hard time throwing it as much as they had been throwing it previously. So they found a different way to do it. I think that can be to their credit because, I mean, they got got good results out of it. They just, you know. Stopped running the ball in the second half against Kansas City for some reason. After doing it extremely well, so much so that at halftime of that game, coming into the third quarter, Jim Nass Tony Romo. What are your thoughts on the game? Who you you know? What are you most worried about? I like I'm worried about Kansas City stopping the run. They mm. can't stop the run, and then it just kind of went away. It was weird. Anyway, I I think that you know we'll see how how they accomplish this because they have work to do if they want to reestablish Diggs as a number one. And part of the reason that they had to vary from their style late this year was they just didn't have the personnel to play the passing game that they wanted to, then they've got to find the pieces to make that work. And there's no guarantee that that's all going to work. But that is that's why I'm betting on them choosing a receiver first in the draft and also signing a moderate-priced free agent to replace Davis. Because there's no way this team, to me – is going to go into the 2024 season with a rookie replacing Gabe Davis. Like, eventually, especially if you draft him in the first round, you're going to want that to happen. And there's going to be an expectation, certainly from the fan base and probably internally as well, that that will happen. But I don't think you plan on it happening September, whatever whatever the first Sunday is in the, you know, where the season will be, like September 11th or 12th or whatever the date's going to be, that you're going to want Kendrick Bourne or somebody – who's played in the league to be in that spot and eventually get unseated I think by this rookie. Um, it's a leap
1: year by the way so it'll be one day later than you thought.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Good to know. You like
1: you excited for that leap day? Leap day fever? Do you have it?
0: Nah, uh I can't say as I do.
1: Thursday. Yeah. Do we have to come in? Is it a day like does it count is it is it a day where you come to work? I think it's a normal leap day. It's a normal it's a normal day. I don't remember what I did in previous leap day uh, years. I don't either. Or leap years, I've not I right really short. kept
0: not really kept track of it.
1: The Bills ran the ball 39 times in the playoff loss. 39 Allen is a big chunk of that, of course, but still. Yeah, he ran it like 15 times, didn't he? It really 12, 12 15 yeah. maybe. It really like from from the big picture standpoint this, this is depressing and not original um what a what a setup <laughs> it's the same how do you beat the chiefs business and you had them at home and lost and like they so the big picture result is the same thing where you just missed an op- another opportunity but in in like from a micro analysis of it they really did play different and still Got beat. And I think, you know, the, the first explanation for that is their injuries, right, on defense. They had, you know, all this ball control and everything that they did offensively in that game. Kansas City converted one third down in that game. Well, they didn't have a lot of third downs, one part right, of that. but right.
0: They were getting nine yards a play or something, so they, yes. they weren't in third downs very often.
1: They were just able to move the ball so easily, and only so much of that can be hung on the Bernard injury. You know, up front, that's the
0: most... Right. Th- that's also... Yeah, all the talk about, you know, we didn't have Daquan Jones against the Bengals in the 22 playoffs. Did that kind of go and, and and even to an extent, I mean, it doesn't wash away the great year that Ed Oliver had. Uh, he had really had a, a really great year. It got highlighted numerous times, big contract extension in the offseason. Not everyone... You know, that wasn't met with universal praise. And he had what I think was objectively his best year, but... He was non-existent in the playoff game. He and Jones both just got handled. What what is familiar?
1: What what that reminds me of is the AFC Championship loss to the Chiefs. Wasn't that also like where was the pressure? Where it was and they drafted Rousseau and Basham after that, right? But like man, that, that's three years earlier, and you still ended up here. It is and the same sort of storyline, at least that one. Repeated itself, so and when I I I just came off vacation, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about that game or like just work at all. But this this morning I did, and I've said this on the air. It's been easier, which isn't always or necessarily better, to for for me in my mind to talk about them off of the other losses because it might be. You know, one seemed like a fluke. Um, They were just on the way up. And then the Bengals loss happens. Like, okay, well, this is bad also. And it was at home. And it was not against the Chiefs. And then this one, and I'm sort of like, in my mind, kind of tapped out on theories or strategies. Mm -hmm. or You can only just say, well, let's try again. And, you know, do the best you can. Try again. See what happens. And that's not uh, fulfilling in any way. Should we break again? This is taking me back to when he was on our show. Yes. Waiting for uh, McDermott. Waiting for Sean McDermott. <laughs> Mike Show and the Bulldog will talk to Sal Capaccio from the Combine as well today. This is WGR.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.